What's up, what's up? Hello, everybody. My name is Matt, and this is another Unscripted on the Serato Twitch channel, and I'm your host today. Um, if this is your first time tuning into the show, we do this every couple of weeks here on Twitch, and uh, you can also watch and listen um, on to the previous episodes on YouTube or any other podcast platform that you choose. Um, and today on the show, uh, we've got a very special guest. The Lady Alma is joining us. Um, so if you're not familiar with Lady Alma, Lady Alma is a singer, a vocalist from Philadelphia, whose career has spanned three decades and she's influenced the whole world. Uh, she's a treasure to the house music community and to the city she's from. So we're very pleased to have her on the show today. So let's introduce Lady Alma. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, Lady Alma? How are you doing? I am good, Mr. Man. How are you? I'm very good. It's a real pleasure to meet you finally and also to have you on the show today. Well, it's an honor to be here and I thank you very much. Awesome. So just give us a, a vibe on, on what's happening in Philly right now. Well, you know, with all that has transpired and still going on, uh, I'm just excited about the music that is starting to emerge through all of this pandemic and COVID situation. You know, so right now that's the happenings that I know about, you know, all this good music that's coming out. No doubt. We've been cooped up in the, in the house for way too long. Yes. A lot of pent up have. energy. <laughs> yes, we have. So you're, you must be very excited to be getting out uh, performing soon, perhaps? Yes, I am. Actually, my first performance outside was two weeks ago in North Carolina at Moore's Head Tavern with my brother and music DJ Gary Wallace, part of the Tease Box family. Uh, we did a an event and it was outdoors because that's all that I'm doing right now is, you know, outdoor events. I, I, I feel comfortable, you know, in that space. And so I have one coming up, you know, in my hometown, finally, you know, at the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful venue called Sierra Green, uh, near the 30th Street Market area in the city of Philadelphia, very beautiful section, University City area, actually. And um, I'm just excited to be back, like, in person, and to see people and feel the energy that only the people can give you. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing like live performance, and that's what music's really about, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Really, it is. Yeah. Touching one another. It's, it's yeah. amazing, and it's powerful, and I'm just really happy that I'm a part of it. Absolutely. Um, so Philadelphia's, I mean, that, that's where you're, you're, you're at right now. This is a city that loves you, that you represent around the world. Um, I'm really keen to dive into a little bit about the history about you, yourself and Philadelphia. Um, okay. And one of the first questions I wanted to ask about, um, and it's something that I, I learned about through my friend, uh, Mr. Sonny James, who helped put this, this all together. So shout hey, out, Sonny James. Shout out, Sonny James. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely shout out the, the city of Philly. Um, he he put me onto this um, this era in Philly uh, called the Black Lily era, and that was in yes. the early two thousands. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, it was in the early two thousands. A little bit after the whole Silk One Thirty and that collective, as they started moving on and moving out, that's when the Lily arose. 
and thank God for the Lily because it's really it was a platform for the females, you know, being a dominant, a male dominant, excuse me, a male dominant industry, a male dominant genre, you know, we didn't really have a platform for ourselves. And so Mercedes and uh, Rich Nichols, rest in peace to him and Tracy, those were two members, a part of the Jazzy Fat Nasties. And they, you know, they started this and you know, I was just very glad to be a part of that particular movement at that particular time because it definitely was needed. So, can you tell me was was Black Lily um, a, a community, a, a collective, or was it a was it a night? How, how what what exactly was the Black Lily? Well, it was some of everything actually. It was a collective of talented artists. Like I said, majority of them were females from the Philadelphia and surrounding tri-state areas, given a platform to showcase our talent. And so a lot of them came from Philadelphia and you know they had several nights and they even did things outside of Philly. So they had um, one event, cause it also was an event too, to clarify that but they used to do it in New York and they did it in Philly and then they took it on the road, but I was home and doing other things at that time. So I couldn't go with them when they went like to Japan and um, uh, LA, I believe they did something and a few other places, but it, it was about Philadelphia artists, mainly female. And, you know, we would always welcome the male and guest from other cities if they were, you know, in town to perform, but it was definitely for the ladies. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, gotta have something to raise the, the ladies. Cause you're right. It is a male dominated industry. And you know, we've even seen that there was actually a really great uh, documentary I watched recently, which talked about that um, and yeah. how important it is to have, uh, you know, uh, actually there's something they talked about called an inclusion rider now for DJs where they say, you know, we want to have at least this many, this much percentage women on the lineup, which I think is a really Absolutely. important step forward. Um, so um, other other Philly artists um, like Music, Soul Child, Jaguar Wright, um, Jasmine Sullivan, Kindred, um, The Family Soul, and Ursula Rucker, all from the same era um, as you. What, what was that time like growing up in Philly and being around, you know, these this incredible, you know, wealth of talent? Well, one, for me, it was very inspiring, you know, because even though everybody didn't always be together, but when we got together and when we saw each other out, it just was inspiring. You know, sometimes I would have a show, you would see some of the very people you named in the audience supporting, you know, it was about supporting and encouraging one another. And for me, that was a life lesson time. Uh, it taught me how to be how I am now in business, in the music business, and in creating, you know, was a um, an experience for growing up in your craft. Yeah, and I mean, that, so that must have given you guys all a lot of um, confidence in, in what Philadelphia was capable of, would you say? Well, I can't speak for everybody, but not for me because I was still learning. You know what I mean? And 
anybody that say they were they have that confidence in your early stages well god bless you but for me <laughs> i didn't i didn't and it taught me though yes it did teach me how to and to be where i'm at right now because you know even still right now i you know second guess myself and within reason though you know but it taught me how not to and to have the confidence. So it, it was really a great experience for me. It was like going to college. It was like going to music, a music conservatory hands-on, you know, cause you got it. You were in the trenches and you were doing the shows and you were, you know, always trying to preview your new stuff and, you know, wanting to be accepted by your peers, you know? So it was just like going to college, it was fun. Yeah. It's exciting. I think that you touched on a really good point there, though, that, you know, is is such an important part of the creative, uh, you know, mental well-being is that, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of second guessing, right? And, and confidence, but being surrounded by people that are doing well and able to kind of help you is always so, so much. There's so much more support that way, too, right? Like, absolutely. They can absolutely. let you know you're not crazy. <laughs> right. Right. And just to tell you, hey, you know. You got to write this block, girl, let's have a conversation, you know, and then after the conversation, you got like so many things to write about. Just personal, just, you know, interacting in your personal life with some of these people that live in the city with you, you know, helps you to come back and, you know, be more productive in your creativity. Absolutely. I want to give a quick shout out to all the Philly folks in the chat. We got, hey. we got a lot of people in here and I, I recognize these names we got fat nice we got yes. dj black rabbit yes uh, black rabbit <laughs> so it, it's great man philly loves lady alma it's so great to see that i and, love uh, philly i love philly i really do yeah absolutely I, I yeah we all love philly and you know philly um you know just as a as uh, somebody who didn't grow up in philly or you know, or grow anywhere near Philly, to be honest. You know, I'm originally from New Zealand, but the influence from Philadelphia um, is phenomenal, you know, and um, I, we're going we're gonna to keep going in, in on that, actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, because I was going to say, oh, yeah, once you come here, I will say this. Once you come here, we adopt you, and you're a part of us. And, you know, that's one thing I do love about my city is that we do welcome you know, the visitors. We are definitely a welcoming town. That's true, hundred percent. I can I can attest to that. And you know, there's such thing as Southern hospitality, but there's also Philly hospitality too. It's its own That's thing. That's right. It's a whole different <laughs> level of love that you will receive. Absolutely. Um. So yeah. Um. Speaking of which, um, you know, you've worked with ton of amazing producers um like yes. and a lot of them are from philadelphia uh philadelphia one of the popular collaborations you're known for is with uh king bread and the silk 130 project you touched on a little bit earlier yes. um how, how did that project come to get established like can you can you give us some insight on the on the history of that absolutely i was taking up acting well i was doing a play and a friend of mine by the name of tangent dixon she used to go out to a party on Monday nights at Silk City called Back to Basics. And this was King, Britt, 
and another DJ by the name of Dazia Blakely, which is Art Blakely's nephew, yes. Whoa. And yes, and uh, they also had a band with James Poiser, Tim Motzer, Jeff Bradshaw, um, Drea Vidal, just all these great musicians, and they spun house on Monday nights. Oh my gosh. And my girlfriend was like, you gotta come out. And it became a ritual. After we would leave rehearsals, we would go down to Silk, once, uh, Silk City. And the other musician's name was Jafar Barron, because I don't want to leave him out, because he really was the head of the group. So we, me and Tangie used to go so much and partied and loved being there. And we just would sing, 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 because the house music, I don't care what nobody say, but house music just got that something that just makes you be that way on a dance floor, in your chair, at home, whatever. And we would sing, we would be singing over top of these big woofer speakers and all this madness going on. And Ashley King was like, that's not, let me turn this in the mix down. That's not in the mix. Who is that? And lo and behold, it's me and Tangie. And that's kind of how we hooked up. She knew him already and she introduced uh, myself to him. And what ended up happening is that King grew up with my sister. Just trying to paint the dots to show you that it was sort of kind of meant that we would work anyhow. And after that, we, you know, he was started this project and me and Tanja was a group at the time. Tanja and I was a group at the time. And he asked us to do, you know, the remake of Last Night of DJ Save My Life. So of course, you know, I'm not gonna know. That's a, first of all, it's a classic song to, you know, doing something that I love to do and that is the music, you know, that's how it happened. And here I am today after many, many producers and songs written you know, that's how King and I became, became brother and sister. Wow, that what that's the community all together right there. That's, yes. I mean, yes. man, like just some of the names you mentioned there, it's insane. Like Dre and Vidal, James Boyser, we're talking about like legends in their own, you know, yes. we got, wow. And this is before they all became legends. You know, they were sharpening their 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 swords at that time, I have to say. They were sharpening their swords because they were, Dre and Vidal were being musicians at that time. You know, and they probably, you know, were working on tracks and stuff, but like they didn't, you know, their thing at that time was being a musician and they really honed in on it. So they were sharpening their arms. All of them were sharpening their arms at that time. And I'm appreciative, I was too. There's, and that came before Black Lily. So I've been in this thing of training, training, and training to get better. And I'm still at the state of training and training. I, you know, I'm not going to get ahead of the story, but that's what that was with the Silk 130 movement. I hear that. And I think like that's actually, what, to me, that's the beauty of, of music and being a musician is that you're, you're forever a student. Like, you're not going to win the game you know there's no there's no end it just it's a yeah. constant evolution 
Yeah, and I hope anybody, whether they're listening or in the future of me ever giving advice, I hope that they really hone in on the part of you're always learning. Like you never stop learning until you're in the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, just just touching on something you also talked about, uh, Art Blakey's nephew. We're talking about like we're talking about generations of music history from Philadelphia here. We're, it's just mm-hmm. it's, a, it's such a rich city culturally, musically. It, it, this 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 is a long. This is a really long legacy. Um, yes, sir. It that, is that you're part of here. Um, before we get too far into that, I definitely want to just um, play one of your songs with. Uh, King Brit and Silk 130. Uh, okay. It's, uh, one of, it's definitely one of the ones that uh, Sonny was like, we got to play this song. This is the one. Uh, it's Happiness. So yeah. I'm just going gonna, gonna to pull up Happiness off the Silk 130 project. Um, and this is actually something else. I didn't know Silk 130 was referenced to Silk City. And I, I know, obviously, Silk City is this legendary Philly um, venue. Uh, Sonny is... Uh, just knowing Sonny Bean going to Philadelphia, I've heard about this. In fact, I know there's a there's a group that has named themselves Silk City that aren't from Philadelphia. Wow. I don't know if that's okay, but uh. yeah, that's fine. I told you we adopt once we adopt you, you can do whatever you want because you have that that card. <laughs> that's nice. But uh, so Silk One Thirty is definitely a reference to that that place. So let's get into happiness. I want to cut right to your your verse here. Um, okay. So this is uh, Happiness. This is the Soldama remix. King Brit, Silk 130, and the Lady Alma. If you're not familiar with that song, this is the classic jam from Lady Alma's Happiness of the Silk 130 Project with King Brit. So, yeah. this is so. What what year is this? When did this come out exactly? Do you, do you remember the, the year? It's about I wanna say like twenty. I wanna say like 
because the first album was 98, like early 2000s, maybe 2001. Don't hold me to it. (laughs) (laughs) But like about 2001, I believe. But that is a slice of happiness. If you if you're having a bad day, you put that on, you're guaranteed to be smiling. That's what the people say. I, I, that's what the people say. I'm fortunate. Absolutely. This so this is um, so this is this is kind of King Brit. I mean, I know King Brit uh, through my friend Dr. J, and we um, we were really into the broken beat sound, and and that was something yeah. that we 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 learned about uh, from from King Brit and 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 Philly. Uh, but this also this, this this leads me into my next question is that okay. another song um, uh, uh, was w- that you did was hold it down which is with four hero, um, so let's just let's just quickly play that song just for some context because yes. now we're going to go to you know another part of the world here so let's just pull that up for a second. The groove on this track is insane. Right? It's like a long intro now. I'm gonna skip right ahead to uh to your your verse here. Move your body, now stop, move your mind. Cause in this place and time, there is more than Jews out there that shine. I mean hold it down. Stop acting the clown, cause the things you do are causing us to frown. Yeah. Big and faded head, boasting about what does not exist. If I was to believe everything you said, I'd end up believing the past is red. Get excited, folks is acting criminal. Your actions are something should be indicted by your minimal. So yeah, we've got two tracks here, um, both kind of from what I understand. It's kind of, this is kind of the beginning of my understanding of broken beat as a genre, um, and yeah. and and shout out to that go Aris. We got so I gotta keep keep shouting out Philly here because we got a lot of Philly people in the chat. We got Come little on. Dave is in here. We got Bobby yeah, Flowers in here. So big Bobby, little Bobby Flowers. Now <laughs> shout out to you know I need you help me out, but that's all right. I love you anyway. Shout out, yep, yep, Walking Bear. Shout out to Walking Bear. Yep, Ill, Ill Rucker, Ill D Rucker. Shout out to him. It's a lot of people, yes. That yeah. girl, Aris, yes, everybody. They repping, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ken Dollars just showed up. It's, uh, it's a lot of love for you here. So What's up, boo? <laughs> I love it. I love it. They love you, Lady Alma. It's amazing. I love them, and they know that. They and thank you, it. 
thank you to everyone who's tuned in right now. We really appreciate you. Um, and th- you know, to, to hear the story, to hear this music from this this Philly legend. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about the broken scene, broken beat scene, because I'm curious to know what's the connection here. We got we got King Brit, we got Philly Strong, and then we're going now to the UK. I'm gonna show you what the connection is. I'm gonna connect the dots for you right now. How I ended up over in the pond is because Digo McFarlane of Four Hero are good friends with King Brit, like outside of the music community. They're they're brothers, you know, not brothers by same mother, same father, obviously, no, because he's from there and King's from here, but they are good friends. And that is how I was introduced to Digo. He wanted to work with me and I was just excited to work with him because I knew some of Four Heroes' previous works. And he flew me over. I got a chance to see Master's work. You know, those, those those strings that you hear, they're live strings. I watched him chart music for the strings for that song. Those people came in. They sight read the music which I was greatly appreciative of. And here we have it, many songs after that. Here's Digo and Alma doing many collaborations, but it was, you know, through the kinship of King Brit. Each each person though, I must say that I have worked with, it all goes back to King. I worked with Phil Asher, it goes back to King. I worked with Mark DeClivello. It goes back to King. Like, I'm, you know, I like to have a cohesive story with dots to connect. And that's how my life has been, you know, in this music career that I've had. Even working with Mr. Sonny in Ill Vibe Collective, it all came back to because I knew King, that knew Rich Medina, that knew the guys. and. It's, it's a story and it's a very cohesive story and there's dots that got connected. Like it's not all over the place. It actually made a picture. You know, you ever see those puzzles back in the day when you were a kid and they were those connected dot pictures. And as long as you stayed in the sequential order, like you were supposed to, you would see what ultimately came out of the dots being connected. And so that is what has happened to my life. Each person that I've met, it goes back to King, pretty much. Well, big love to King Brett. I mean, that's that's yeah. how you solidify a legacy right there is you're bringing music to the world. And really, if you want to think about it, that's really the role of a DJ, right, is to share music new new sounds and and bring people together right. through music so he's doing right. a good job as a he's a great dj <laughs> yeah he, he's a professor now but you know i i'm very i was very appreciative of the journey that we started together to then be on a journey that i'm on and i'm not afraid now you know he doesn't have to hold my hand you know none of them have to hold my hand anymore i'm, I'm not afraid to so, go on it. That's that's such a good friendship right there. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. So, um, what do you think 
is the is the tie there between Philadelphia and the UK specifically? What, what, what? I mean, obviously you got Digo, you got um, uh, King, but what do you think the sound? Why did there? Why is there such a complementary sound going on there? What's what's the what's that? Because you know, and it's funny that you would ask me that question today because I was just talking to Heidi Tatum today, today actually, and he was telling me how. They used to study the TSOP sound. They, they admired it, they loved it, and they studied it, and they had a great appreciation for it. So when they recreated their sound, they used, or they used the sound here as a reference. And so I think because they have such a, a, a great reverence for our music, that's the connection. They got love for our music. Music that I think sometimes we may take for granted because we have a plethora of it here in, in, in the country, in, the, in our country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's, that's the love affair that the UK has with Philly, in a sense, I want to say. It's because the appreciation that they have for it. When you appreciate something, you tend to love it. Well, even what you just said before, too, with the with the, when you did the four hero track with the strings, where they had the live strings, you know that. Ooh, when I ooh, think of the sound ooh. of Philadelphia, you know, I'm thinking strings. I'm thinking orchestral yes. arrangements, and uh, yeah. Shout think, out to Larry Gold because he was responsible for a lot of that that came out from Philadelphia. His name is Larry Gold. He plays. Larry Gold. Okay, I'm gonna have to do some research. If anyone in the mm-hmm. chat has a, a link on Larry Gold, please throw it in there. We gotta, we gotta learn. Yes. And, yes. 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 And uh, you know, uh, continuing on, um, you know, even Sigma Sound Studios. I know. I mean, a lot of UK artists. David Bowie recorded with Sigma Sound. Uh, with the whole, the, the whole uh, Young Americans record was was recorded right. in Philly, right? Right. Michael Jackson came. And spent like a long, I, I, I don't really know exactly how long, but he was here long because he was creating, you know what I'm saying? And everybody comes here. They come here to use the musicians, the sounds, the engineers. You know, I'm so grateful to be in this city and be a part of it. I love that. I love I really that. Am. You got you to gotta have pride in where you're from. I, lo- I love that so much. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and and Sonny actually just dropped in the for reference about uh, Larry Gold in the chat BBE, okay. which I think is actually a really interesting another connection between you've got you know a record label like BBE from the UK, which you have a record just released on, right, uh, Lady Alma? You just put out yes. a track on BBE. I did. I did. What's I the track? Did. I make. Here we go. Here we go, Tony. Put it in the thing. <laughs> I got it. I got it here. If you need it, um, the track you got with Put BBE it. is "All the Way Far Away," featuring remixes by Taribo and True. Oh my 93. God! And my brother in music, Rob Payne. That's right, Rob Payne and David Mar- Marston. Um, and so, Marston, that's right, from Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, shout out. I mean, I know that I, I know BBE because I know King Brit has a a record on BBE. And didn't Jazzy Jeff do something on BBE a long time ago? Yes, hey. that's right. We got another Philly legend in there. 
that's right. Uh, the magnificent LP, Jazzy that's Jeff. Right. Fantastic record. That's right. Um, that's right. And I believe Rich Medina did like a mix for them. Yep. Yeah, that's the that's the that's that tie right there, the Philly UK connection. That's strong. I'm telling you, we have a major love affair with them. We really do, and they have one with us. That's amazing. So yeah, I mean, you're you're a soulful artist. You know, you're you're grounded in R and B, but you know, you've become a, a staple in house and electronic dance music. What what drew you to what drew you to these sounds um, that so many people know you for? So I just would like to say this, first and foremost, I've always been house. Although I dibbed and dabbed, and that was the influence of the Black Lily because a lot of that movement was doing the, um, that style of music. And so, of course, God was trying to fit in. But I realized that do what feels good to you because if it feels good to you, you're going to transfer that onto the people and it's going to feel good to them. And that is why I decided that even though I will always do collaborations with any genre, anybody doing any style of drama, because that's how you keep yourself open to everything. You know, that's how you're able to continue to create. If you constantly just stay like this, you know, you're just going to be focused on one thing and that's good, but it's also good to know current events and world events and things of that nature. And so that is why I continue to do all these collaborations. And that's why I was doing, you know, that style of music at that time, because I was trying to fit in. But I don't have to anymore. I don't, I just don't have to. I think it's cool though that you know you're, you you say that you keep an open mind because it does it does speak to exactly what you're talking about earlier. You know, um, always being a student and always being receptive to you know to change and and learning new new approaches and music. But yeah, I think um, actually I have a question about your creative process, if if I may. Yes. Um, sure. And I think it's something I, I think a lot about as as someone who who tries to make music. Um, a lot is that you know you touched on something where you you know you kind of trust your instinct a lot is that when you when you when you're writing music when you're writing a song when you're writing a melody do, are you just going for like what feels right at that time and are you trusting that like where where how does that creative process work for you wow um that's a good question and i would have to say it all depends on what the music is sounding because see, that for me is what sets the tone of what I want to write about. You know, if the music is busy, then most likely I'm going to write not so busy because you don't want to lose the listener. You know, if the music tends to be, you know, sad or something, I want to do the the opposite of, it feeling so melancholy. I want to sing about something, you know, uplifting and, and or of peace or something of that nature. You know, so my style of writing is different. It, it's according to, yes, how I feel sometimes, according to what the music is sounding like sometimes, you know. It, it's a lot of things that come into uh, play when I'm writing. Sometimes I can't even write, so. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, you've, you've had a close relationship with the DJ community, though, uh, throughout your career. And, and yes. what, is, what, what, was that, uh, what was that important to you? The importance of having a relationship with the DJs is because they're the ones that spin your music. And if you don't have a relationship with them and a healthy one and a good one, you're not going to get no support. Your music won't get spun. You won't, you know, people won't know who you are. And I don't look at the one DJ being greater of importance as or another. Each one to me is important because they're tapping me into an audience that I wasn't tapped into before. And so I choose to have that relationship with them because I see them as being important. That's Absolutely. why. Absolutely. Uh, I think about all the, the records I heard. Uh, and when a DJ played them, I'd love them more. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, the, the DJ will introduce you to sound, songs that you don't know you like, right? So yes. Uh, as a developing artist, I guess uh, you always need that help from a DJ. Absolutely. And really, like, give them love. Give them credit. Give them their flowers while they're alive. You know, my thing was, I've always, I got this saying, you know, that song where it does say, last night a DJ saved my life with the song. It's the truth for me. I've gone through some serious things. And it was because of what someone played that kind of took me out of how I was feeling. But it was the DJ. It was Absolutely. the DJ that did it. Absolutely. In fact, I'm gonna I want to jump ahead to a question here, and well, I want to play a sure. I want to play a, a moment um, about uh, about that right now. So, there, this went this went viral recently. I'm just gonna make this a bit bigger. We gotta we gotta show this properly. So, <laughs> this is a perfect segue to this this moment uh, that happened not that long ago, um, where uh, a, a video went viral. Uh, with this this young man from South Africa singing your song "Let It Fall," he's losing himself in the music. Um, so we're gonna play this, and I, I want to get your perspective and tell your story about how this song came about and how it affected you personally. So let's play this. Uh, it's four minutes. Okay. So we, we won't have to play the whole thing, but you'll definitely catch a vibe yeah. on what's going on here. Let's get the volume up.
I have to pause it for a moment because it's it's emotional. It's so emotional, but yeah, this is a really this is such a. I mean, you can tell how how important that was for him. This is an important song yeah. for you too, though, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Very important. Very important. That song is about. Um, I say it's about fourteen years old now. And uh, when I first wrote it, I was. Um, Brought up, you know, with a decision, you know, to have to put my career on hold for a little bit to take care of my mom. And, you know, when I was writing it, I happened to be talking to David Harness, which is one of the producers of it is David Harness, Chris Lum, and Cecil from the People's Party in San Francisco, well, in Oakland, sorry. And, you know, Cecil had did the drum programming and they did the rest. And we were in the studio together when I was writing it. And I was talking about my mother's situation and stuff. And, you know, this is what I came up with. And in the beginning, I really just wrote this for me, you know. But, you know, years later, I'm, you know, was impacted by Inlaka's video. That's Inlaka. The young man that you see dancing in the general is the DJ that happened to capture that moment. I was had the opportunity to speak to him to find out, you know, what was it about my song that he was drawn to. And, you know, hearing his story, he is what made me now take my career and my music much more serious. You know, he made me go back and learn all my stuff. <laughs> I had to go back and literally learn all my music because I, I would freestyle a lot of my songs when I performed early on, you know, not sing them like they should have been sung. And as I've gotten older and more mature in this business, I've realized that, you know, we as writers don't have a clue to what songs that we write, what they do to the people. and how when we sing it just like how they heard it, we don't know what is invoked in them during that time, you know what I mean? And so when you go out and you perform these tunes, you owe the folks that, you owe them that. And so that's what made me realize that this was a little more deeper than I thought it was music in general and i had to start taking it serious moving forward if i'm going to do this i have to take it serious so that i the people will take me serious when i open my mouth you know and um it, it's all kinds of emotions that i feel concerning this song 
I can never get through rehearsals without really tearing up because I had to go back and well, I went back and listened to what I was saying to understand why so many people were coming up to me and telling me why this song is so important to them. Because I, I couldn't understand at first. I really did. I mean, it's it's a it's such a powerful and beautiful song and so sincere. Um, and I think that's the thing that people love about music. And, and that's what's that, uh, that raw feeling, that raw emotion that you've, you've been able to capture and then share that with the world is, is so beautiful. Um, and, and if anyone who's listening right now and they want to know about this song, it's let it fall. It's lady Alma and the rainmakers. And it's a, it's a very powerful song. As you can see, that young man, um, who, who, yeah, he's he's been in touch with you, right? You got to talk to him. Yes, I have. I, you know, I he told me about his story. Um, I when I had my virtual shows, he came to the first one and was part of the performance, and I was grateful for that. Like he changed my life. I don't know if he even knows, but he changed my life. You know, he really did. I'm telling you, he made me take this career more serious. And my craft and what I'm doing, he made me go back to take this serious. And I'm appreciative to him. I'm appreciative to the general for capturing that moment in time. Because if he hadn't never captured that, I don't think, I don't think we'd be here chatting today about it. Well, I'm very sorry to make you cry. I didn't. I didn't mean. No, to... you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. But it, it is such I, a powerful a moment. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. it. It must be. Uh, yeah. Every. That's the. That's the. I guess that's the beauty of music, though, right? Is it? It's the. It captures emotion. Yeah. So much better. It does. And it's. It does. I mean, congratulations, because I mean, the fact that you were, and and thank you. Thank you dearly for being able to to give that and share that with the world, uh, Lady Alma, because that's a gift. I appreciate that. I really do. I'm very grateful to be getting all these flowers while I'm alive. I really am, because a lot of the legends didn't, and I don't even see myself nowhere near legendary, let alone, you know, I'm getting so much flowers right, you know, and I'm grateful, and I'm thank you, seriously, for this. I need the charges dying. <laughs> Absolutely, well, take your, take your time, Lady Alma. <laughs> it's a, it's it's worth it's worth marinating on this a, a moment because yeah, you are a legend and you are legendary, Lady Alma. And everyone who's in this chat knows that. We got we got people giving you flowers in the chat right now. We got DJ Reds giving you virtual flowers. Oh, I love Reds. Thank you, Reds. I love you, baby. I love everybody because that's you know that's what I'm about. Like, it's so much hatred going on. We do not have time, you know, for this nonsense that is going on, you know. And so I don't want to center in on the nonsense. I want to just continue to just spread love you know, and spread this music because I want to help to heal. You know, I want to help heal. You know, I, I, I can't do it single-handedly, but whatever input I can do, I want to be doing that. Absolutely. I want to be doing that. Well, and yeah. I think music is definitely the vehicle. I, and, you know, uh, 
I mean, you know, Sonny and I, we talk about this all the time. Um, and, you know, I, I got to give a big shout out to Sonny for helping make this happen because yes, Sonny really put me yes. onto a lot of this. And, and, and we do talk about this, how, how, how important, you know, music is for conveying, you know, the message and, and helping break down barriers and, and help people understand that, you know, the only way through this is together, you know, and yes, to, yes, know, I think that yes. that's, you know, going back to what you're saying, you know, like here's a guy in South Africa, you know, and he's, he's heard your music. He's connected to you now, you know, through this music and that's, yeah, that's how far it goes. Uh, I've been being connected because of this music a long time. And, you know, shout out to Twitch because this is a great platform. I would have never thought 2,000 people worldwide would tune into uh, one of my performances, you know. Not saying, I, you know, because I, I feel like I'm okay, you know what I mean, as, as an artist, but... Twitch gave this platform so that people worldwide could uh, be experience music. So I want to shout you, all you DJs that has been on this Twitch platform, holding it down for a whole year and some change. I love all you guys and thank you guys for keeping us sane, you know, throughout all of this. Thank you, Serato, for you know, developing a program to help the DJs load be a little lighter, that they can get places and stuff and share much more the music that they desire to share because, you know, your program helps do that, you know. And I thank you guys for that. Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, that, yeah, this pandemic, I tell you, it would have been a lot, a lot worse if we hadn't had that ability to connect with each other through, you know, the music and, and share that music. And yeah, I mean, I learned a lot and I was so thrilled to be able to, to see performances and you, yeah, you, let's talk about you performing on Twitch for a minute. That's a, that's a highlight in <laughs> itself. You've been taken to it. <laughs> yes. I got hooked. I got bit by the Twitch bug and I got on here and it, you know, it was amazing even though I was, not able to be in person, but I reached so many people. And, you know, I was asked in a question, how were you able to level up on so many people like that without feeling awkward? And, you know, I took up acting, you know, so I just imagined and I knew that some people that were gonna be in the chat were people that I chat with in the different parties and whatnot. And I knew that folks were gonna come and show up and show out. And that's what was my motivation to be, you know, to be convincing, you know, for everyone is that I knew you guys were there. And it was just so much fun, you know, being able to do this. However, I am excited and hopefully and prayerfully that things get better and better, you know. It's got to, it's definitely, it's definitely getting better here. I'm in Vancouver, Canada right now, and it's definitely getting oh, better. Oh, that's awesome. That's I, awesome. That's I know the awesome. friends in, uh, in Los Angeles are starting to get out. And, and that, I mean, we're just getting familiar with Twitch, though. You know, was that a hard, you know, because you're performing, you're going from performing on stages in front of thousands of people, and now you're performing... <laughs> to a computer screen. Um, was that a challenge for you? No, because I got good 
I got good people that's in my camp. You know, I got uh, Tony Allen, which is my manager. And I have Rich Medina who ran everything. You know, he just made my ideas and my uh, Tony and I idea come to to the screen. He he helped us. He held our hand with that, and I I, I will never forget him for helping us with that because it kind of kept me connected to my people. You know, without I didn't want to lose nobody. I, I didn't want to lose you guys through this pandemic. So I knew that I had to do something. You know. It was cool too, cause Rich, yeah, big love to Rich Medina. I mean, yes, that's, yes, that's yeah. Uncle Rich. You know, he he's a huge Uncle influence Rich. on all of us um, as a DJ. But yeah, he took he got right in there on Twitch and he was off yes, and he running. Did. <laughs> Honey, he was a whole network on his own, and I, I was like, yeah, Rich, you gotta help me. <laughs> that's so so nice and he of him. Did. And he did like he did. He really did. Yeah, big love to Rich oh, Medina. Blessed. Yeah, yes. yeah, we got you got some great people. I mean, not only incredibly talented people, but you've also got great people, uh, and all from Philadelphia. So big love, Philly, in the house. Well, Rich is from Jersey, so but by way of Philly, though he was, he 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 got adopted. You know, I I'm not going. You know, yeah, say he's not because he definitely is from from our city. Yeah, he, I definitely. Associated Have with rich for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, outside of Twitch, though, um, you know, you're known for your actual your live show. That's like a that's a Lady Alma experience. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Talk talk about that. Like, um, you know, what do you put when you when you put on a live show? What are you trying to do? What what's your ultimate goal? I'm trying to change the atmosphere. I'm trying to change, you know, how people one view house, you know, cause a lot of people have misconceptions about house. And then after they see one of my shows, they was like, oh, but I like that kind of house. What kind of house is that? It's the only kind that, you know, that I know of is that feel good, soulful house. So that's what I'll be trying to do. I'll be trying to change opinions and uh, add more fam, add more people to the family. That That's, and I want people to feel good and have a good time. Like that's all that I really want to do is no preconceived notions. I don't want anybody. If you don't know who I am, I'm fine with that. You'll know later on. And then you'll be able to go and tell somebody else about me. I, I don't feel slighted when folks, you know, don't know who I am right off the bat. It's all right. I, are you supposed to know everybody off the bat? No. So. You win them over. Get to know me, yeah. Yeah, but a taste um, of Lady Alma. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the the in, the the influence though in your music and and your show, w- would it be safe to say um there's a gospel influence there or how how does is there any part of that 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 influenced you as as a singer? Yeah, it's a bit spiritual. It's a little spiritual. You know, prior before my mom passed, she was a minister. You know, and I take out the pieces that are for me, you know, because I got my my own relationship with the creator. I don't try to put on anyone what my beliefs and what I feel, but I think we all share something in common and we know that sometimes things don't 
just happen by happenstance. You know what I mean? You, you got to think, oh, okay, it's something up there that's, you know. And so that's all I just be trying to do is just incorporate the presence of the creator's love that he has for us all. That, that's all. I don't, I'm not trying to preach to nobody. I'm not trying to start a church or anything like that. It's just what I be feeling inside and it is conveyed through the music and through how I approach uh, people. You know, people be hurting. Absolutely. Just because you see a smile on somebody's face don't mean they're not hurting. And so I've become very in touch with that, you know, not just hurt, but, you know, just you don't know where folks' minds are sometimes. And so you have to be careful on what you choose to present to folks, you know. And so it may seem a little bit spiritual, but it's because it is. Music is, I think music is very spiritual. I've had, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've had most of my spiritual experiences with you know, the help of music, you know, uh, and, and that doesn't matter, doesn't matter what it subs- you subscribe to. I still feel that that's kind of one of the things that I got, I, I think everyone gets from music, whether, whatever it is. And, and you see it in, in every religion anyways, everyone's either singing or chanting or dancing. It's yeah. all part of it. But, um, on, on that subject though, I, I'm curious to know this, and this is a question we ask every, every guest we have on here. Um, but okay. we want to, we want to know what, what does the power of music mean to you? Well, the power of music means to me the changing of of negativity, the changing of the way we see things, the way we view things. Music has this power to bring people who normally would never be in the same room, brings them together, especially if they both like the same artist. They are in the same room together, enjoying the same thing at the same time. That's what the power of music means to me, changing atmospheres, bringing people together, healing wounds that needed to be healed long time ago. Music is medicine. That's what the power of music is to me. It's medicine. That's beautiful. And I think, uh, yeah, that's, I think everyone would agree with that too. It's a hundred percent when you're down, you listen to music and it can help you get you through your problems. So it's the best medicine. And it's for most, most, most of the time it's free. (laughs) It's free and side effects are random side effects or whatever happens to you. That's it. Wow. You know, you don't have these weird, then you might get a few weird side effects because I've seen people act a little weird, but you know, for the most part, it's a healing, it's healing. You know, it's, it's encouraging. It's teaching. You can learn from music. Yeah. It's everything. It is. And, and actually, uh, if you've if you've been following the Serato channel for a while, we actually had Rich Medina on here, and he was talking about he was he was educating us all about um, all about the history of music, the history of black music in spe- in specific, and that was okay. a great way of teaching people like myself who weren't so familiar with the history, like that how he knew it, and it was the best way to communicate a variety of concepts and ideas uh, and 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 enlighten us on on you know 
on a whole nother experience. And uh, right. I had a really great chat with him actually right afterwards. You know, we, we got on the phone, we talked about it. And I, I was just so thrilled. It was like, this is such a great way to do it. A great way to, you know, to, to pass on knowledge and, and perspective through the music that we all can agree on and all love together. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're up a hundred percent. So um, speaking of, um, of this, this power and, uh, and your contributions to music, um, in 2018, I've heard that you were honored with a proclamation <laughs> from the city of Philadelphia and even more recently recognized as a contributor in music to the city's resolution in naming June as African American Music Appreciation Month. So yes, congratulations. Congratulations, Thank Lady Alma. Thank you. But you know, I'm also in your country's library of commerce of music too for my works of Twilight. With Mark DeClavo? Yes. Wow, I did yes. not know that. Yes, yes, yes. So how did that yes. happen? I mean, we go, I want to know about, about both personally, Lady Alma. I need to know about this. Well, honestly, I didn't. The first, now I can tell you about Philly stuff because, you know, I have been doing music here in Philly since 98. And even though it may not have always been here in my city, I have been contributing to it since 98, you know, with a lot of artists and producers and, you know, so I, you know, our uh, esteemed Miss Deanna Williams, who has been fighting for this, her and Kenny Gamble have been fighting for this for I don't know how many years, you know. I've come up on their radar and I'm grateful that I've come up on their radar because of that, you know, I also was one of the that had been named and they watched me work. You know, like I've actually, nothing is happened on some, oh, we're going to do it because she's honorary. No, they watch me put the work and the time in. And that's how I got honored. And I'm with so many others, Lauren Talese and Cal Riddick and just a, a whole slew of people in Philly that we've, you know, that we have fought for this for way too long. And because, you know, the heads refuse to not, you know, stop fighting for it. Here we are today and being honored. And I, I just feel blessed and grateful. And I thank Deanna Williams and Mr. Kenny Gamble for their contributions of making this happen. Wow. And New Zealand, that was a surprise. I, I have to ask Mark, and then we can have a conversation uh, later on about the New Zealand one, but that was a big surprise. This was a big surprise to me too, but the uh, Library of Commerce in New Zealand was a great surprise because I had no idea. I don't even know who submitted me in, whether Mark submitted us together for the project or not. I, I just know we got notified and it got verified that this was true and not a hoax or anything and i'm just making history all over the world <laughs> and i just i'm grateful to be alive to be doing this <laughs> we're definitely grateful too and and that's really cool especially you know this is june right now so this is african-american music appreciation month so it's yes. very timely that we got you on the show and we're, we're celebrating you right now 
Um, no, and that's, that's really cool to hear about New Zealand because honestly, I don't hear too much, um, you know, now that I live in Canada. <laughs> I know, but I was blown away because I've only been there one time. And so it was like, I know I have friends there though, you know, so, and I don't know what their positions are as far as the different uh, organizations that they have in New Zealand. They may have been responsible for doing that, but it, whether they did or not, I'm very thankful, you know, to be honored in a whole nother country. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, yeah, so Mark de Clive Lowe, he's just for those who are, who are watching right now, he's a, a, a brilliant composer from New Zealand, an incredible musician who has a song with Lady Alma, which we should ch we should check out right now, actually. Is it, should we play Twilight? Would, would that be the song? That was, that's the title of the album. So yeah, let's get into it. All right. So. Mark DeClive Lowe, who's also Broken Beat producer, was part of Bugs in the Attic as well. Um, well, not part of them, but he was a musician that did, you know, did things for them. Right. Yeah. He had it loosely associated. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and he's a New Zealand, New Zealand born musician. He lives in L.A. now, but this is yeah. his song with Lady Alma. This is Twilight of the album Twilight. Right. Shout out OP Miller, I see you in here. So yeah, if you haven't heard that one, you got to go get that. Twilight, Lady Alma yes. with Mark to Clive Lowe. Yes, That's we did a, a whole project. That is a jam. We did a whole project in less than a week's time. Whoa. We did like all these songs. We did all these songs in less than a week's time. Wow, that's fast. Yeah. A whole album. And mind you, just to let you know, that's not really new. There, it's 
almost like double digits i want to say maybe about 10 years old oh my goodness my my uh, my apologies for getting that wrong but that's uh, a hell that's of a jammer right. <laughs> that's all right thank you and so you... that's the type of music i like to do i'm sorry to cut you. i didn't mean to cut you off i just was saying that's the style of music that i like to do is timeless classics well that's the thing you know like this is that that's it like this could have been released a week ago and it's still fresh you know what i mean like that's that's the yeah. a testament to all the music that you, I'd, I'd say that we've listened to of yours is it is classic you know and and that's uh it's futuristic and it's 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 current you know like uh it's it's a hard balance to hit well we did just release the whole body mint like about two years ago but we created the work itself years ago it's just he's mark's mind is somewhere else you know he's a he's a brilliant mind and he pushes me as a writer and and a vocalist when i'm working with him so that's a great chemistry though i mean if you can create something like together in a week a whole body of work that's that's very uh, efficient uh work process right there we sure did locked ourselves up and did what we do was that recorded where was that recorded though where, where did you do that over, over? in london in london, in london. Okay. yes yes because he was living in london Ooh. for a long time there right yes he was yes and so um i was already over there because i was working with dido we were doing some dates and um that's my hub. Like whenever I go over either London or Amsterdam are my hubs. So like if, you know, people want me to come and do shows or whatever, if I'm in those places, it's more accessible to book me a, a ticket than if I'm all the way in America. It can become costly. And I understand. I don't try to hurt nobody's pockets. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Um, Amsterdam is also another fantastic city in Europe. Um, we actually, our previous guest last week we had on was Jael, and he's from Amsterdam. Um, okay. And so we had a great chat about, yeah, ADE and uh, the whole Amsterdam music sound and their influences. So, yeah, I mean, Am something, something in the water in Amsterdam for sure, right? Yeah, something in there because... Uh... My brother in music, Kid Sublime, you know, that's how my connection is uh, with the whole uh, case and Kid Sublime and At One, you know, all those cats it's from Amsterdam. And, and I, Paradiso, I that whole Paradiso family and stuff of that nature. I don't know if you ever heard of the, uh, it's a venue in Amsterdam and Central in the city, it's called Paradiso, and all the big acts, all of them. I mean, all of them. When they go through, that's where they stop to do a show. Always. Okay, I gotta check that out next time I go to Amsterdam, and yeah, I hope Paradiso. I don't know what's going on right now, but you know that's definitely that. That was the place to be. Yeah, that, the I... old church and. You get the you get the vibe of the old church, but then you also feel the vibe of all the great music that has been passed through there. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing I really hope that we don't lose through this pandemic is some of those timeless venues because much like DJs, they are very important to 
uh, yes. providing a space for us to you know learn and and experience music and and the way you know similar to Twitch but in the in real life. Um, yeah, I agree. So let's hope that we can go to places like Paradiso, and I I really hope I can even go to Amsterdam soon. Um, yeah. What a beautiful me city. Too. It is. It reminds me of old Philly. It's an area down here, cobblestone and stuff of that nature. And it reminds me a lot of Philly. When I uh, was staying out there working and stuff, it would just make me, I felt at home so much that I wanted to move out there. But of course, you know, life happened. So I had to be here. And so that's fine. That's so cool, though. And it's so great to know, uh, you know, you've got so much uh, so people really appreciate, you know, the sound of Philadelphia and, and artists like yourself, Lady Alma, in in Europe and, and Amsterdam and London. Um, speaking yeah. of which, actually, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you, um, you know, just just traveling the world, you know, hearing your music, traveling the world, you know, and seeing the reception to those records. You know, what what's that like being? What's that being like for you? Mind blowing. <laughs> it's mind blowing because. You know, I'm I'm thinking one thing and then I get to see, you know, the reality of it all. So it, it's humbling and mind blowing all in one. That's that's the best way to describe it. For sure. It's I mean, even today we've talked about South Africa, we've talked about Amsterdam, we talked about London, we talked about New Zealand, all these places yeah. millions of miles away uh, from each other. And it's all connected through the sounds of Lady Alma, which is beautiful. And music, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on to another question I want to ask you, a little bit related to DJing, though. Um, you know, over the, okay. over the years, um, you've obviously released full-length albums as well, but you've done a lot in the single 12-inch format. Um, so, you know, what, what's that approach been like for you? What, was, there, was that intentional or... Uh, is that just the way you work or, you know, what, what's, what's your approach with that? Well, it's just, that's how it happened. You know, when you're in the dance music world, it's hard. I don't want to say it's hard, but everybody is so afraid to put out a, a whole house album. I don't know why, but I know that for house, it's, it's really hard to get people to warm up to it. Like if you're not a house head, it's really hard to get you to warm up to it. But then once you get the person, then that's, the, you know, you got them, you know, but I don't never see anyone putting or investing in full limbs for a house, you know? So it always was 12 inches because that's all they were doing. You know, I, no one ever said, let's do a house album. You know what I mean? No one, they're saying it now. I'm not going to say they're not saying it now. But back then, when I, a lot of the work, you know, everybody was just was, you know, just putting out projects, putting out projects. And if it didn't hit, then they just was ready to keep moving. Like they had ADD for a little bit in-house, you know. And now, you know, it, it needs to be structured and it needs to be honored and it needs to have some respect. They got to put respect on House's name because they're not putting respect on the name of House, you know? And so me, I'm, I'm currently trying to change that. You know, I want to put 
put out like a house EP and I am, you know, I'm working with Marley Moore right now and we're working sort of on a like EP situation. We're talking so, about the Marley Mall. You're working with the Marley Mall. I'm Ma? talking about the Marley Mall that you know a lot of people didn't even know that house was a part of his life. It's been a part of his life for a great deal, and it was only from persuasion of Mr. Magic to get into you know the hip hop. But the persuasion was good, and I'm glad that he you know, when in that journey, because now he's able to do the things that he wants to do more so than what he has to do. If he wants to do whatever, he can now. He's built his name up and built his reputation up as a producer. And so he can do whatever he wants. And so I, I like to feel that his desire right now is to be under the house. That's so cool, man. In the man. house with the lady. You know what I mean? He wants to be in the house with the lady. And that's what we're doing. We're working on some things. Wow. That, that's uh, that's really fascinating to hear. And, I mean, Marley, you know, we're very glad he made hip-hop, too, because uh, the hip-hop ba- beats he made, I mean. Ooh, with fire. <laughs> <laughs> we can't deny that. I mean, that's that's the, the sound of hip-hop. I mean, I don't even think right. anybody... Uh, anybody who's ever used the Honey Drippers drums has Marley Mall to thank for, for chopping those things up, making you know, That's right. uh, yeah, the bridge. So you know, um, yeah, we're wow. That's great to hear. So <laughs> so, so when what when might me what? So excuse me. When might we hear That's all right. this uh, this project you're working on? So I, I would to be to how they say TBA to be announced. We're we're in writing stages right now. Okay, that's you know, we got two things. Actually, we got two things that are on fire. We did a uh, remake of um, Ozzy Brothers, and our song is uh, the groove, giving you the groove. And then the other song that I also have the pleasures of having the esteem. Kenny Bobian on the track as well. It's entitled Hallelujah. Just another praise song about life and just thanking God for living. And, you know, I, I said that I was going to, I was not going to write anything about COVID or anything like that. But my contribute to my contribution to anything that came out of COVID would be the song Hallelujah. Because, you know, we, who woke up this morning? You need to say hallelujah. Who still got a house to live in and eating and, and managing to make it each day? It's, it's enough to say hallelujah, you know? So we got that going on and we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish, but because these are not even out yet, you know, we're trying to tease people in, you know, with these two. That's amazing. But just as soon as I know something, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you off the, off the side, and I'll let you know about stuff. Please do. Yeah. And uh, on that note, um, if you're if you're just tuning in and you, and you want to get a taste of uh, the Lady Alma catalog, we got Sunny hey. James put put together a mix. And if you just type in the command uh, exclamation point follow, it'll bring up all the ways you can find uh, Lady Alma on Twitch, on Instagram, and you can also check out 
the mix that uh, Mr. Sonny James put together of all the classic Lady Alma songs? Well, actually, me, son, uh, Mr. Sonny James and myself has four volumes of A Taste of Lady Alma available for listening on the SoundCloud. So you guys can get a taste of all of that if you go over to SoundCloud and just type in The Lady Alma and a plethora of music will come up, but you will see those four installments of A Taste of Lady Alma, volume one through four, care of Mr. Sonny James. We got the link in the chat, so yeah, it's a a, a must listen. Uh, big up, Mr. Sonny James. Um, I think I think that's about it. But as, before we go, I want to I want to I want to ask yeah. you if there's anything that you want to want to let the people in the chat know, or let the people of Twitch know um, about what you got going on, what you got coming up, anything at all, where they can find you, these sorts of things. I do. I just want to quick tell everybody that despite the impacts of the global pandemic in this 2020. I refuse to let my light be dimmed. I've released brand new tracks with my friend in South Africa, DJ Miser, with the title Breathe. And I did something with UK Soul Brown, Your Time to Shine, which was number one in the jazz hit single for like a for a long time. Uh, I also got my platform of Gimme That Music that I will be doing a show on the 16th of July, live and in person with my brothers in music, Vertical Current, and my girl and my sister, New Jersey's own DJ Reds. And we're going to be up on somebody's rooftop, Sierra Green, blessing you guys with this music. And, you know, if you want to look for me, you can find me everywhere on every platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, The Lady Alma, and visit the website, theladyalma.com, and check out the merch. I got merch, y'all. I'm growing up. I got merch. That's awesome. And so that's, that's pretty much it. I'm, you know, still creating and just trying to do what I have to do to make it in this life. Well, we're very grateful for you, Lady Alma. We're really grateful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Um, if uh, yeah, if, like like you heard you heard from Lady Alma, if you want to check her out, check out theladyalma.com, the lady the Lady Alma on all social media. Uh, you can check yeah. the mix out. And is this show that you just talked about is that going to be live streamed or is that only live? It's going to only be live so this in- time. You know, we we may work out something the next time. We do this because I have a um, I have a residency with the venue World Cafe Live that we have been doing these installments. I've been curating my own catalog of music. You know, when usually when I get booked, I get booked for certain songs, but this is where I'm able to you know premiere or just let y'all get a taste of Lady Alma and not just the regular, you know, not just the usuals that you hear. So that's why we're doing this. So hopefully, and maybe, cause you just gave me an idea what might happen the next time we do that installment. But this time it's just gonna be live and in person. Everybody's been asking, when are you coming out? When are you coming out, Alma? July 16th, 6 to 10, I'm gonna be out. 
be there at Sierra Green. And that's a that's the, the live show is not to be missed. Lady Alma live shows are where it's at. Uh, that's the oh. full experience, right? Yes, it is. It definitely is. But they got the full experience virtually too. I didn't shortchange it, not at all. I even added extra stuff. I had incorporations of dancers dancing at real time with me. And we also had the beautiful backgrounds of, of images that played throughout the, the performance. So we're just bringing it back to in person now. So I'm, and I'm ready. Awesome. Well, it's great. And I'm looking forward to a, a nice summer outside and, uh, and to see, hopefully be seeing you guys in Philly sometime soon. I know uh, oh, I haven't been I out for, so. for over a year, so i got to come out there again soon uh, and see all the Philly fam. Thank you to everyone in the chat who, who tuned in today. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank, for, you. thank you. Thank you to uh, Tony and uh, Walking Bear Productions and, uh, and Sonny James for helping come, make this all come together. Big up, Serato. Um, and, and yeah, with this, will be, this will live on on YouTube, so uh, if you missed it here, you can always check it out later along with the rest of the... Um, the uh, the other unscripted episodes. I'm gonna leave this. Um, I'm gonna leave this song uh, before we go. I'm gonna play one more song uh, and leave okay. you with 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 "Let It Fall" by Lady Alma, Lady Alma, and uh, the Rainmakers. So um, yeah, stick around, and we're gonna raid some right after this. But thank you again, Lady Alma. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, sweetheart. All right, have a great day. Peace. Peace.